0: Uh, where we left off, a quick recap is uh, we've we uh, started the book of John, uh, just discussing who Jesus Christ is. Absolutely essential for any of us Christians to understand who Jesus is. If we are called Christians and we're we're bearing the name of Christ, we need to understand who He is and be able to share who is Jesus Christ. You know, so when we're asked, okay, you're a Christian, tell me tell me what your faith is about. I don't really know. Right? That's usually not the answer we want to be able to give. There may be things about you know whatever um, you know creation uh, versus evolution you know give me some hard scientific facts. I don't know the Bible says this and I believe it you know that that's usually my answer um, but you know those types of things but we absolutely should know who Jesus Christ is and be able to to explain who he is so that we can share the gospel you know, you look at Matthew twenty-eight, the Great Commission, that we go forth uh, and and spread the gospel, and that we'd make the disciples of all nations. And so we we know there that we are called to spread the gospel, and that wasn't just to uh, to the uh, the disciples who became apostles, sent ones. Uh, that's for all of us as Christians that we would have the name of Jesus Christ on our tongue uh, and and sharing Him, and uh, that He He is evident in our lives. So uh, we move forward from that. Because we spent a, a good we spent a whole time talking about what the one verse, I think uh, John chapter oh three, maybe it was three verses. I don't remember where we got to, but uh last week we ended off at verse thirty four and in our study there, we discussed uh who John the Baptist is and what his mission was and and John had made it very clear that he wasn't Elijah. He was of the same spirit of Elijah uh, where their, their ministries were very similar uh, because when, when the, the religious leaders were sent out to, to ask him, they were sent of the Pharisees. And uh, when they sent uh, the group there to ask him, well, who are you? If you're doing all these things, who are you? Are you Elijah? He says, I'm not. Are you the prophet? That prophet that that uh, speaking of the Messiah that that Moses had shared, uh, he explains that he's not him and he's not the Messiah himself. And they said, well, well, who are you? And he said, I'm the the voice of one crying in the wilderness, as Isaiah wrote. Right. So we remember that who who is John the Baptist and what his ministry was. And he said that he was there baptizing in order to reveal Jesus Christ to Israel. That's, that, was, that was John the Baptist's ministry. Uh, and he ensured that all that heard him uh, knew uh, that he was there and uh, to proclaim Jesus, to point people to Jesus as the Holy Spirit does. So as the Holy Spirit ministers to us, he points us to Jesus Christ. And he brings us to Jesus because we need to understand uh, who Jesus Christ is. And John declares, he said uh, that that he was told that the one that you see, the Holy Spirit descending upon and remaining upon uh, that's the Messiah. And uh, he explains that he he made it clear that he was not uh, the messiah and and but his job was to testify who Jesus Christ was, that he is the Son of God, and point people in his direction. That was John's ministry to uh, to declare who Jesus is. So that's a little bit of a recap of where we uh, left off in thirty four thirty five says again, the next day, John stood with two disciples, and looking at Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned around, seeing them following, and said, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, Teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he, was, where he was staying and remained with him that day. That was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ, and brought him to Jesus. So uh, where, we're, where we're looking at verse 35, Verse 35 is uh, saying that, again, the next day. So one day, John's making it clear he's not the Messiah. And, uh, and, but he's saying you know, the next day when Jesus comes uh, into, into the, their vision again, when they see Jesus again, uh, he makes it clear. He points right to him. There's no question. John the Baptist was a great communicator. Uh, he was very bold in his faith. And uh, when, when he sees Jesus uh, walk by, he's got two of his disciples there. And looking at Jesus, he said, as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. Uh, so John pointed everyone to Jesus and proclaimed uh, right here, behold, the Lamb of God. And what we, see, uh, what we saw in our last study last week was uh, who takes away the sin of the world. So uh, in Israel, we talked about Israel understood what, the symbolic, what, what a, uh, a lamb symbolized. And uh, when they say the lamb who, who takes away the sin of the world, we discussed last week, didn't just cover or uh, just serve. What he's saying is Jesus isn't here like serving as, uh, you know, he's kind of like a lamb. You know, this guy over here, it, that is the lamb of God. He's prophesying. Because we, we talked about it last week. The la- every year, I Yom Kippur, the Day, the day of Atonement, uh, the high priest could go into the, the Holy of Holies and offer a sacrifice for all of Israel to cover the sins. Uh, then we read in he- in Hebrews that the, the, the blood of bulls and goats, those were symbolic uh, of Jesus coming, but uh, they, they were a symbol. But this is the actual lamb of God that as he laid down his life, uh, the one that was going to lay down his life, that our sins could be uh, removed, taken away. It takes away the sin of the world, not just temporarily covers the sins of the world, not pays for half of the sin and you've got to pay for the half of the rest of it. It's Jesus Christ paid for it all. So that's that awesome hymn, Jesus paid it all, you know, uh, and, and that we can sing together, you know, that, that we can celebrate Jesus's victory over sin and death. So when, when he, he, again, the next day points and he's pointing to his disciples and he's, he's, uh, we, we don't see the insight, but when he points to the, behold the lamb of God, uh, and then they start following Jesus it, they had more discussion than hey, just what happened to you when Jesus left. They didn't. It's not like they didn't talk anymore. You know, I'm sure they had some very in depth conversation as they're 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 learning ministry under John the Baptist, and uh, we know that one of them is Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So when Jesus comes the next day and he says, "Behold, the Lamb of God," to them that means we're going, we're following Jesus. We're going with Jesus. So they what we see here is they they spend some time and um and uh, they're able to just walk with Jesus and and uh as as they're following Jesus Jesus turns around and said, you know, who do you seek? And uh I I love here that uh you know it it seems to be the first thing that came to mind. You know what I mean? So if you're following somebody it's usually not like, ah, "where where are you staying?" You know, you know you got visitors, you know that you're I, I don't know, it's usually not the first thing like you know, I was surprised, uh, Mike and Amy uh, here, uh, two uh, great friends of, of Jen and I, uh, they surprised us this morning. And uh, they live in Palermo. Sorry, to, uh, I'm not trying to uh, embarrass you guys. But uh, we were, I was surprised by them. So I'm usually not going to go and look and go, hey, what time did you leave this morning? You know, it's like that might... If, in I I don't think that they were expecting that Jesus, uh, Jesus is going to turn around and ask them, you know, what do you seek and uh, like, uh, uh, where are you staying? Yeah, that's that's my, image. so uh, I think that's just what came out. You know, I'm not going to make a dogmatic stance on it and tell you that's that was the implication there. But when I read this, this is what I say, and yeah, this is what I think here. And uh, so there, I think they you know, they just said, you know, where are you staying? And I love Jesus's uh, response here. He says, "Come and see." And uh, we're going to see later those same words are shared. You know, so uh, Jesus says, come and see. There's always an invitation uh, from Jesus uh, to our souls uh, for the same. That when we hear about Jesus and we want to know more, all we got to do is come and see. We come right to the word. We start reading about Jesus, the, the whole book. The whole book from Genesis to Revelation is about Jesus Christ. Remember, when we started our study in John, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The whole Bible, the Word of God is Jesus. So when we're reading through this, we can understand this whole book points us to Jesus Christ. That's what it's, it's, it's it, for, for everything that we need in our life, he's all sufficient for us. So it's, it's a blessing for us to be able to look at something right here and, you know, come and see. So they got to go spend some time with Jesus and I got to know a little bit about him. And now the question comes in to mind, now what do we do? You know, uh, the, it's, it's, you know, the 10th hour around four o'clock and uh, now, we, you know, what are we going to do now? So they leave and, you know, it's not one of those like, hey, I'm just going to go, you know, take out the trash and go see what's going on. They, they just encounter Jesus Christ and they're, they're learning this isn't just another man. You know, John the Baptist is pointing and saying, "Hey, my whole ministry is about pointing you to Him." So we got to go and we got to sit down and have a conversation with Jesus, and they got to to, to physically meet Jesus and go sit down and, and talk with Him. I'm sure they 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 uh, you know had had some food together and and they're just talking. And you know, it, the the question comes, you know, what do I do now? You know, uh, so they actively, right at that point, start living out their faith publicly. They go and they're seeking out their friends and everything. So and there's an encouragement that I see in there uh, not to have a private faith where, hey, you know what? I I know what I believe and I'm just going to keep it to myself. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that person knows God. And I know that God has opened up like 15,000 doors in conversations with them over the last week. But I do, or really, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try to offend them. And we don't have to share the gospel offensively. We can just say, hey. You know, I, you know, whatever, however, the Lord leads you guys, you guys ever noticed when, when the Lord is leading us to, to witness, it's like the doors, like you got the garage door wide open. You know, and, and, and there's a softball toss, right? You got the little toss that you can crank. That's uh, act, That's usually with how how I've experienced when, when the Lord's, because that's what I need to see, because I'm a little bit thick-headed with that type of stuff. So I need to see God, like, opening huge doors, and, and I'm like, oh, hey, God's telling me. He's putting it on my heart, and the opportunities there. So we don't have to just, uh, you know, just walk up to anybody and, and do it. We can we can, uh, you know, we've, we've discussed, you know, uh, Oliver loves to do that. You know, uh, Oliver loves to do, set up his, his, his uh, whiteboard at University of Maine and just ask some questions about God, and, and that will open up some conversations. That may be the way that he does it. It might be that we're at work. It might be that we're mowing the lawn, and we walk over to get the mail, and the neighbor's there, and the neighbor starts saying, you know what, uh, you know, my wife and I are looking to get a divorce. You know, I've, I've messed up. I, I, do, I really don't know what to do from there. Cue the gospel, right? Right? So, you know, the, so it, it doesn't have, and, 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 and we don't have to be a, a, I encourage you, be as much of a theologian as you can be and 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 be edified by the word and, and, and grow and everything. But don't be intimidated like, well, I, I don't know every page of the Bible and I don't know every prophecy and this and that. Do you know Jesus? Did you spend time with him? Share Jesus. You know what? I don't know the answer to all your questions, but what I can tell you is my life was a mess. God changed me, and I'm not perfect, uh, and you're not perfect, but, you know, can, can we pray together? You know, I saw a brother of ours uh, this week um, in his hometown, and, uh, you know, I know him as a, as a, as a dear brother of ours, and uh, I see him, I just, I'm, I'm driving through town, and I look over, I'm like, hey, that's whatever, and he's just on the, on the, the sidewalk, hand on the shoulder, praying with somebody. He didn't know I was there. He's just practicing his faith. It's it's that simple. Hey, let me pray with you, you know, and share. But we should know the Bible, and we. But you know, not all of us are going to be be called to be a Billy Graham. That's fine. You know, share your faith, share Jesus, and and let him do the work. You know, if we just point everybody to Jesus. What did John the Baptist do? Point people to Jesus. That's uh, so. When these guys had spent time with Jesus, they couldn't help but just. I got to tell somebody. You know, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I I was new in in actually following Jesus, oh man, I probably drove people nuts, (laughs) you know, because I remember writing emails. We were were stationed over in Italy at the time, and I remember writing emails back, and I find out somebody's, you know, uh, gravely sick. Or whatever, and I'm like, hey, I know this might not be, you know, and to, to some people that I know that were, you know, uh, that knew um, knew the Lord at least a little bit, and I'm like, hey, you get the opportunity. I'm in Italy. I can't share this, but would would you just just tell them God loves them and that you know that they can't earn their their salvation. They can just cry out to Him and He's going to forgive their sins at the end of life. Don't we want that peace? Don't we? Yeah, we need that peace. So when we when we have the opportunity, just do it. You know so uh, you know these guys here they're at the point where they, they've got to tell somebody and what is what does Andrew do he goes and finds his brother Peter brothers also uh, his brother Peter's also his fishing buddy you know they they're in business together and he goes and he finds uh, Simon Peter and and uh, that's a great ministry decision decision think about his obedience and his love for God, that he's following God. And then he goes and tells Peter, who we know as as Peter, who wrote books of the of, of the Bible. You know, he goes and ministers. And if you look through Acts, the first half of the book of Acts studies the ministry of the Holy Spirit through Peter's life. You know, that, that was a good decision. Go find that guy, you know, and share. You know, they so uh, he went and he did. And, and look at the fruit, look at the fruit that comes from it. So, and he goes and he tells tells not only tells him about Jesus, but he brings him to Jesus. Hey, why don't you come to church with me? You know, I I I I've, I, I just I I'm, I'm new in my faith, or hey, you know, we we've been there for 20 years or whatever. I know you got this stuff going on. You know, come to church. You know, and just just sit. You don't have to dress up. I was about as dressy as I get here, and I didn't even mean that. You know, you come in jeans and a t-shirt, perfect, whatever. You know, you know, God looks on the inside, man looks on the outside, right? So, uh, you know, just the simplicity, just come to church and hear the word, and God's word, God's word does the work. We don't have to sit down and like cram so- this into somebody's mouth and uh, okay, now you've heard it, now you've taken the medicine, and it's going to go in and do its thing. It might take years, who knows? We're we're called to be obedient, share the gospel, and the Lord's going to minister. Uh, to them as, uh, you know, as their heart becomes more, maybe even more of a fertile ground. But, so he takes him to Jesus, and there's uh, something that takes place in our heart that when we met Jesus and spent time with him, we just have to tell somebody about it, and he does. And he was obedient to do so, and, uh, and it's encouragement to us. You know? um, and one thing I want to share is don't get discouraged if somebody doesn't listen to us. Okay, Uh, and don't start chasing them down and hiding in trash cans. And when they walk by, you know, grab them, you know, that, you know, just just share, just share, you know. And as the Lord brings another opportunity, share Jesus with them as much as we can. You know, they tell you to shut up. Okay, well, you can't stop me from praying for you. You know, I say it that way, but, you know, I'll just be praying for you over here. You know, God, remember, we've talked about this. You know, when there was so much uh, division in Corinth, you know, Paul's calling people out saying, you know, you guys are arguing over I'm following Paul or I'm following Apollos and everything. And we say, wait a minute, you know, and, and he lays it out that that some will be called to uh, plant the seed. Another one might water it. God brings the increase. God may use you at that final point of harvest for the increase, but it's not our responsibility to, you know, to, to really be the respondent. We're just supposed to be the one that's sharing. So just be faithful to what he calls us to, and he's going to bring the increase. You know, uh, know that, uh, there, I know that I've had these times of frustration, uh, where you could send the most heartfelt text email, have the most heartfelt conversation and it seems like it's not received at all. That's okay. Just keep going and praying for that person and and God's going to minister. So we can't, we can't force a relationship with Jesus, but you know, we can lovingly share our experience and relationship with him and point people in his direction. So uh, just, just don't get discouraged, uh, you know, or or angry or impatient, you know, because when we get angry and impatient, what are we going to do? Just push them further and further away. So just, just, Pray for them, love on them, uh, and, and share the gospel as, as much as we can. So in this case, you know, Peter has an opportunity to uh, introduce Peter to somebody, and that somebody is God in the flesh, and uh, he's going to be the one that changes Peter's life forever. Because as we see here, uh, as we go further, uh, you know, things change for Peter, and uh, they uh, we, we, see, uh, we see quite a bit of change. And... Um, Did I read through uh, verse uh, 42, uh, which is translated a stone? No. Okay, where did I stop? Okay, so I'm going to read verse 42. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated to stone okay so that that lines up a little bit better uh so i I apologize for not reading that verse um but uh so he brings him to uh, to Jesus so Andrew brings his brother and uh Jesus looks right at Peter and says uh you are Simon son of jonah the 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 son of uh basically what he, if you're looking in the um uh, I think the, the King James Version says uh, Bar-Jonah, son of Jonah. Um, and Jonah in and of itself is tra- it can be uh, a modern-day translation would be John. And uh, he said, you will be called Cephas. And uh, so he changes his name from uh, Cephas uh, is also Peter, so, which can be translated a stone. So an important thing to understand is he is not the stone that Peter is not the cornerstone. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. Peter, small, P, uh, Pe- remember when Jesus said uh, when he talks about Petros and Petra, right? Uh, so the little stone, uh, Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. so just just to understand that, I and I uh, believe me, I, I'm not a I, I don't hate Catholicism. I grew up Catholic. but when Peter gets lifted to a spot where he shouldn't be, Uh, then uh, that it needs to be brought into the proper scriptural context. So Jesus said, you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. So uh, Peter's now meeting the one that changes his life forever. It's not like a typical, hey, what's up meeting that most guys are going to have. I don't know how girls talk to each other when you guys meet each other. Girl conversations, women, lady conversations are typically different than guys. Uh, And I usually joke about this quite often is your hair looks great today. Not guys aren't usually going to talk to each other like that, right? You know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty shirt. Like there, there are different types of conversations, right? So it's just guys are usually not going to do stuff like that. But so this isn't like a typical what's up meeting. You know, Jesus is looking right at Peter and saying, your life is changing from this point on. You know, so you know, you're known. You're known as Simon. You're going to be known as Cephas. You're going to be known as Peter. Um, and uh, and and we know that Jesus uh, has a, a amazing ministry ahead of Peter. You know, he. You know, Peter. Uh, in the book of Acts, when you start reading in, in Acts, uh, you know, God uses Peter to preach to three thousand people. To preach, and three thousand people are saved in that one day. You know, when he was out fishing and, and you know, his brother says, hey, come meet you know, the guy that, uh, that, uh, that I just met. We found, we found the Messiah. Yeah, Peter probably just went to work that day and didn't even think of it. I don't know what he's doing, mending nets, or he's kind of doing whatever he's, he's doing. And uh, gets to the point where he uh, has an encounter with Jesus, and his whole life changed that day. He wasn't expecting it. Uh, he didn't know that Jesus was going to tell him, you know, from now on you're going to be a fisher of men. You know, he understood what that meant. He's a fisherman. He, he, he knew that. Now, we've discussed Peter, and uh, we, we finished Luke, and uh, we understand that Peter is not a perfect person. He was not a per- perfect person, that he had his failure, just like us, just like any of us. We're not perfect. You know, God, God is still working in us, and we're, we're going to have times where we fall on our face, and we trust God to forgive us and pick us up. Peter had a monumental failure that he's still mocked for today. How many times have you heard it petered out? Yeah, they petered out, right? Petered out like, yeah, they, they big talk. But, you know, when it got to that point, it just petered out and uh, and it really, really couldn't back up the the the, the talk, you know, just kind of walked away. So when Jesus had told Peter, hey, you, you're going to deny me uh, three times before the rooster crows, I will not I'll die with you you know and and gets to that point so we saw we see publicly 2000 years later we can study Peter's failure but then we understand that wasn't it for him that he he three times denied Christ but then Christ gives him three times of being able to to proclaim his his love for Jesus Jesus restored him three times he's he's so amazing he's so amazing and Peter after after being restored you know because that totally wrecked his his world and his life for a while i think there are some sleepless nights or a lot of tears shed when he's thinking of his failure and and we can all relate to that i know we can don't settle for the failure and try to move on and ask god to give us the strength but he will give us the strength that we need you know we're no longer slaves to sin you know we confess the sin and and lord help me and we move forward you know, So Peter had his public failure, but he also had his public uh, restoration happening. And the Lord used him after, after the time of denying Jesus. Peter is publicly declaring Jesus. Thousands are getting saved. He's getting beaten. He's getting thrown into prison. They're trying to kill him. Literally trying to kill him. And God is is delivering him out of out of out of jail. It could be that they when they were singing and uh, you know they're they're praising God and uh, you know, or whatever it is that that Peter uh Pe- remember Peter was sleeping and the angel comes and hits him by the side and wakes him up and he you know he thinks he's just in a trance or something. You know he gets to the the house and the young girl's like hey, you know uh, you know I'm not letting him in and she freaks out and goes into and Peter's right here and they're like no you're out of your mind Peter's in jail he's dying. He's gonna suffer the same fate as James just did, you know. And and then, no, 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 no. He's at the front, de- front, front desk. He's at at the at the front gate. He's he's right here. He's at the front door. Come see. So so we see that God used him. And then you know to see Peter not only restored but used so powerfully. Just understand that God does have a purpose for us. And he is, uh, you know, after he's restored us and he's he, he, just to share, it may not be that thousands of people come. It may just be, you know what? You're going to be that faithful servant in someone's life that, you know, you're going to go shovel their driveway for him all winter long. I don't know what it is. Just be faithful to what he's calling us to do. And, and he'll minister. So much uh, ministry was done through Peter. Remember, you can read in Acts where uh, people uh, God was using him so powerfully. Remember, he, he uh, was used to heal the man uh, in the temple. That they couldn't walk. He was he was lame from from birth, and uh, as soon as you know, God heals him through. Uh, Peter and, and John's uh, there and you know Peter says we we don't have any money to give you but what I do have uh, I offer to you in the name of Jesus Christ get up and walk and he's leaping and bound and we talked about how miraculous that is not only that he's healed but the, all those muscles everything there he's got his balance it doesn't say like okay he had to go through physical therapy and this and that it's God restored him wholly and he could just run and 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 jump and praise God and and uh, you know th- he, all, all just because. Uh, God changed Peter's life. Jesus changed Peter's life and uh, he, he the Holy Spirit worked through him. He becomes a prominent leader in the first century church and uh, you know it gets to the point where God's using Peter so powerfully. People are dragging people out into the street so that G, that Peter's uh, shadow might walk by uh, might go by. you know they, they understand that God is working in and through Peter's life. You know, let, may it be so for each of us that it's evident that God is working through our lives and that people want to be around us because we can point them to Jesus. Amen? Oh, but it's important that Peter didn't claim any of the glory, and he always pointed people to Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 12 says this, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. You know, he Peter no doubt heard Jesus say that, and uh, he's talking about even Peter at this time. So Peter was well aware of God's power, uh, and uh, that it wasn't his. He was aware of his past failures and and his sinfulness. Um, you know, he remember uh, Peter confessed. Or right, right in the boat, he said, "Depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man." When Jesus said, "Hey, you know, uh, cast your nets out. and We've been fishing all day. No, just let's just go on out. Throw them out there." And they pull in all those all those fish and, and everything. And Peter knew what just happened was supernatural. And Peter's response was, you "See how great I am?" He drops right down to his knees. And says, "Depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man." That's Peter. He was uh, he was very aware of, of the sinfulness that was in his heart, and we can be uh, you know aware of ours. And but he was also aware that Christ had restored him and commissioned him to preach the gospel. Remember when Jesus said, "Do you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep." "You love me, Peter? Feed my sheep." Right? There was that, that constant remind. He was he was making sure uh, that that Peter was was fully aware that he had been restored. That was just such a blessing. Verse forty three. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the, Philip, uh, the, <laughs> Philip tree, the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I say to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater Uh, things than these and he said to him most assuredly i say to you hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of god ascending and descending upon the son of man so that's quite a quite a uh, passage for us to read that in, in verse 43 going all the way back so the day after that it says so the following day jesus wanted to go to galilee and he found philip he said to him, "Follow me." And and we understand and we learn where Philip is from. And uh, so when he heard the call from Jesus to follow him, he did. He follows he follows Jesus obediently. Um, Philip is mentioned uh, in the New Testament, and uh, just understanding a little bit of how God used Philip uh, in Acts chapter eight as as he's. One that we can see uh, as one who, who responded to God and was obedient to what he was called, as we were just talking about earlier. Acts 8, is uh, used by God to preach to the Ethiopian eunuch. Uh, might be familiar with that. Uh, this, this eunuch's of great authority, and uh, he explained the scripture uh, from Isaiah, which, which spoke of Jesus. Uh, the eunuch accepts Jesus and says, What prevents me from being baptized? I'm like, let's stop the chariot, right? They get out and they, they jump in the water and, and he baptized him, and the Spirit took, uh, took Philip away. And uh, John's also mentioned in uh, John, sorry, Philip's also mentioned in John 14 when he asked Jesus that question that we've studied the past two weeks, where, and we brought it up the last two weeks, where they say, Lord, show us the Father and it will be sufficient. And, and Jesus says, Have I been with you so long, Philip, that you, that you don't know who I am? And uh, so those are some some mentions of Philip, but uh, understanding uh, how God used Philip, you know, he would hear from the Lord and he'd be obedient to follow the Lord. And he went and did what he needed to do. And it changed that Ethiopian eunuch's life. We had the baptism uh, last week where Justin Justin was baptized, and um, there was a little bit of discussion before uh, before church, uh, even today about you know about baptism. You know, do we do we do it you know out in the ocean? Do we, we have all kinds of opportunities. We're, wherever you want to get dunked, we're dunking you. I don't care. You know, you, you want to just obediently follow Jesus? Uh, we'll fill up a bathtub at your house if you're sick and home or whatever. We'll dunk you under. And, you know, of course, you're going to have shorts on or whatever, proper garb on. But, you know, and, and we're going we're gonna to dunk you under and come up. And that symbolism of, of the old person that, hey, I've been obedient to follow Jesus. And the old person has, has, has died and is buried. And the new person in Christ uh, has been raised up. If you haven't been baptized and you've accepted the Lord, get baptized. It's really not that crazy. I'll go with you wherever. If it's January, February, whatever, you want to do it in the ocean, I'll wade right out there with you and we'll dunk you and call it good. You know, it's it's uh, you know when 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 he asked Philip that eunuch asked Philip, what prevents me from being baptized? Paraphrase, absolutely nothing. Let's go. You know, and they he just does it. It's an act of obedience, a public dispa- uh, d- display of our faith in Christ and that we're a new creation. So uh, when we see that, that Philip was called and uh, that he followed Jesus, be encouraged by that, you know, and, and then we see uh, how Philip is used. Uh, verse 45 says, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. That's a powerful declaration. So when you got a guy that's from Bethsaida, uh, that Bethsaida itself is is a um, uh, it's on the east of the Jordan River, it's a northeast corner of, of Galilee, and um, Bethsaida itself is a hometown of Peter, Andrew, and Philip, and possibly James and John too. But um, you know he he when when he hears this, he wants to go and he wants to go talk uh, to Nathaniel, and he finds Nathaniel. Now, uh, in your scriptures, uh, many uh, most of uh, any teacher that I've listened to or any commentary that I've, I've looked into is the other gospel accounts will, will, will say Bartholomew. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke will say, will mention Bartholomew. So it might be like a proper name and what the person goes by or whatever. But uh, most scholars that I've ever read and any of the the Bible teachers that I've, I I trust, uh, you know, very much uh, have all said that Bartholomew is, is, Nathaniel they just you know some called him Bartholomew some called him Nathaniel Um, but uh so he found Nathaniel and told him that they had seen the Messiah this is this is big news this isn't like hey did you hear that you know uh, the uh, Patriots won the Super Bowl I uh, just thought I'd let you know. I mean, this was a, another thing. If I've got to go out and tell him. And he's got massive news. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be something like, hey, that's pretty cool. You don't want to, you know, jump on. But, you know, uh, I'll finish mowing the lawn and, and we'll have a conversation. You know, this was a different one. And uh, what we see here, uh, understanding, looking forward in here a little bit, uh, we already read about it is Nathan- Nathaniel then comes uh, then becomes the first recorded person uh, to profess faith in Jesus as the Son of God, as the Messiah. So it's just just neat things to look into here. So uh, so John, like I said, John's Gospel is the only one that, that identifies him as Nathaniel. So if you're reading through and you see Bartholomew, uh, all the, the teachers that I've, I, I trust in my life and all the the commentaries I've looked at and heard them reference, uh, say that Bartholomew and Nathaniel are the same person. So, um, uh, just there isn't a whole lot mentioned about them, but uh, just just uh, just a kind of a note for us all to know. Uh, church history tells us that he was uh, uh, used a, for ministry in Saudi Arabia and in, uh, in Persia. Uh, that he suffered a martyr's death, was skinned alive and crucified. I've also read uh, somebody said that he was put into a sack and thrown into the water. But the ones I've either way, he laid down his life for Jesus and uh, for his faith. And so what I what I, the 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 best commentaries and the, and the teachers that I trust the most, um, they said that he was he was skinned alive. So that's uh, an awful thing that I don't even want to. Uh, it's awful, and I don't mean to be uh, graphic or anything, but just to understand how serious this man's faith was. So Philip, verse 30, uh, 45, says, Philip found Nathaniel and said, We found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So Moses in the law. So it's not like, hey, I, you know, I found somebody interesting. Come, come in and listen to him. He's saying, I, I found the Messiah. So first of all, we don't find Jesus, Right. G- we're the ones that are lost and not like jesus doesn't know who, who, where we are you know or anything but jesus finds us he starts working in our hearts and pulling. but what it, that's how we describe that's how we we talk but he says you know we found him it wasn't like oh yeah he was he was right over here you know nobody knew he worked right in the market and you know he didn't know and we had to tell him it wasn't that type of we found him they they're just like you know we the the one that we've we've read about that moses talked about that the prophets talked about He's here. And it's Jesus uh, of Nazareth, the, you know, the, the son of Joseph. Uh, so Jesus is the one that, that, that finds us. So it's important for us to, to, to know that and to understand that. But uh, as he's faithful to share, you know, God, God's using him. And uh, the response is great. You know, I've got this awesome news. And the response is like, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> right? Now, now when you hear that. Right? Uh, How many times can we say? Can anything good come out of whatever town that has an awful reputation? Right? Can anything good, anything holy, uh, come out of wherever it is? My mind goes right to Las Vegas. You know, (laughs) okay, Sin City. Right? It literally has the nickname of Sin City. You know, yeah. Which I found Jesus. He was right on. You know, uh, right near, you know, walking near valleys or valley, whatever the place is called. You know, the the casino. We saw. Really? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. God, God's not confined to 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 whatever you know we think He needs to be. You know, God is who He is. And when when the response is, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" We need to understand that that God loves loves to work that way. He loves to blow our mind and uh, wait a minute. I thought it would be this way. You know, and what? Okay, when the king was born, he's probably not going to be born in a barn, right? In a in a, in a manger, you know. And uh, he's probably going to have a great house. No, he just didn't even have a house. Didn't even have a tomb. Got bar- bar- buried in a uh, uh, a borrowed tomb, you know. So, so you know, can anything good come as an out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of that person, right? Can any? I no, I know that person. No, no, there's no way Tommy is a Christian now. You know, it, it, you know, there's no way that, 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 that he's now preaching the gospel. There's no way that Susie, now I know Susie, you know, and I know I know these people and everything. There's no way. You know, God loves to do that. Loves to use, because what, it, it, I, I can't just say because, like that's the only reason why, but God loves you know to, to use the simple things to confound the wise, right? And can anything good come out of this? Can anything good come out of that person? With God, they can, you know, with God being the difference. God is the difference. So when that response is, can anything good come out of, you know, because we might look at, you know, just around us and go, oh, you know, this town isn't really much, whatever. Well, you know, doesn't mean God doesn't have people there. Uh, God's not ministering. You know, be the person ministering. And then you can say, oh, whatever it is. But that person or that town with that awful reputation, maybe we were that person that everybody looks at like, Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can just go, yeah, that was I'm sorry, that was the that was the old me. I, you know, God changed me. You know, our our pastor that just moved on from here has stood here and declared he was, a, he was a drug dealer. Convicted felon. Met Jesus Christ in jail, submitted his life to Jesus, and then was used to preach the gospel so far for 30 years and now moving to Kentucky and going to pro- proclaim whatever the gospel and whatever you know God has for them to do down there. You know, that people might scratch their head and say, wait a minute, I knew that guy. I met somebody who knew uh, and, and he's been here before, I even recently. Uh told me, yeah, I knew Will back when he was that guy. I'm like, oh awesome. You know, and it, it, it's it but God. But God, you know. And I love I love here he doesn't sit down like, no, 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 we have to sit and have this conversation. He's just like, just come and see. Just come and so that's a second come and see and what we're what we're studying here. Just come and see. So you know, let's not try to figure it out. Just come and see, and uh, that's uh, just an invitation. We can just come to church. Just come with me. You know, I, like I told you, I, I shared uh, with somebody recently, and I'm like, yeah, just come on down. Come on, come to church. Nobody's gonna like stare at you and go. Ah. You know, they're just gonna lovingly greet you here, and you know, just hey, glad to have you here. Don't don't come in. You know that that uh, that that lie from Satan. That uh, that he loves to put in the heart of someone who hasn't accepted Christ. If I walk through that door, the place is catching flames. If I walk through the door, the building's going to uh, collapse upon me. You know anything like that? That's a lie from our enemy, and you can explain that to them. No, no, no. They're probably going to get a little freaked out if you go. Well, you know, do it lovingly. No, no, that's not true at all. Just come in, and, and uh, just come. You know that just that basic invitation. Come and see. Verse forty-seven. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming uh, toward him and said, "Behold, an Israelite in whom is no deceit." So, in is- so we know uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob uh, had a reputation, right? His his name when he was born. Uh, you know, when his brother Esau uh, came out, uh, Jacob was holding on to his heel, right? So he got named heel snatcher, right? He was the guy who was going to supplant people, trip them up. You know, that's uh, that's what he became to be known as, you know, the deceiver. Somebody can't really be trusted. You know, that's a, that's a you know, what's your name? Jacob. <laughs> you know, that, that type of name when he met God, when he met Jesus. Remember he, when he had that wrestling match with God and, you know, God changed his name. You know, your name is now Israel governed by God. And uh, so when when we see here an Israelite in whom is no deceit, so Jacob's known as the deceive, you know, someone who would deceive or whatever. But uh, Nathaniel here, uh, is someone in whom is no deceit. You know, Genesis twenty-five. You can go back and 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 read about. Uh, jacob and uh you know he was one remember he tripped tricked his father isaac when his father couldn't see and he went and he put all the the uh, animal skin on his arm and you know his voice didn't quite match esau's and isaac's trying to give the blessing and and all these things and 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 he tricks his father you know that that was that was the person that he was and uh and god god changed him so when jesus says nathan uh, of nathaniel uh, uh, there was no deceit in him. He was a, Jesus is is saying that this is a trustworthy person, and uh, that's a great example for us. Let it be said of us that we're genuine in our faith and trustworthy. We shouldn't be shifty. We shouldn't be people that oh, I don't know. You know, they say this, but their life is this. I just I'm not really buying it. You know, I, I think this person's I don't I don't know how genuine they are and this shouldn't be said of us. It should be known like, oh, hey, there's whoever, you know, and that that person is a normal person. They that that person, it was awesome. And uh, they, they showed me love. You know, that's how we should be known. You know, so when when Jesus says that this is somebody uh, in whom is no deceit, that's that's powerful. That that's a powerful statement when God Himself is saying that there's no deceit and, and that's 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 awesome. And Nathaniel's, I, I love uh, in, uh, in my head it's um I, I'm I'm hearing the old the old English and it's like whence whence thou knowest me or something you know where how do you know me and so that just keeps playing in my head. I just thought I'd share that as a comedic <laughs> note there. Um uh but uh he's like well uh, how do you know me and Jesus Jesus says to him uh. He said, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So uh, you'd think, just reading that, if you didn't have verse 9, you'd be like, okay, what's the rest of the story? So that just even even that that line that Jesus says before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree I saw you, you might go okay I wonder what the what the rest of the conversation is going to be like and you now how'd you see me did you were you coming down this way or uh, you know uh, did uh, where were you because I didn't see anybody there when I was there Jesus spoke to Nathaniel in the way that God only can only speak to us and he was ministering to Nathaniel's heart right there and he says before uh, while you were under the fig tree I saw you. That meant something to Nathanael's heart, and, uh, and it changes Nathanael. And, and uh, here Jesus is claiming to have seen Nathanael uh, before uh, Philip even called him. And based on uh, Nathanael's response in verse 49 where he says, Rabbi, you are, the, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. We know that it's something heavy. Something's going on. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, I was just taking a nap under the fig tree and just had my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, you know, popped in some chips. And Jesus said he saw me. So, yeah, I know he's God because of that. There's something going on here that we don't know about. And uh, but um, we don't know exactly what it was. But there's there's a lot here. Was he was he thinking about something deeply? Was he was he reading? Was he uh, praying? Was he upset about something? Whatever it was, uh, it, it was it was evident to him. As soon as he heard Jesus say that, he knew that Jesus was the Messiah. He knew it immediately. So whatever it was, he could have been reading. Uh, we'll, we'll, he could have been reading uh, Genesis uh, 28. I don't know. We'll get into that here in a minute. But he he could have been in the scripture. Uh, whatever it is, but um, he he didn't know. But you know, it, it might have been uh, that he was praying about being accused of being deceitful, because as he's walking to Jesus, Jesus says, uh, "Behold, an Israelite in whom is no deceit." Maybe he's like, Lord, help him to, uh, you know, I don't want to be known, or uh, you know, ch- uh, if there's any deceit, me change. But who knows? We, we don't know what it was. But uh, you know, he he's just praying that that God would maybe maybe praying that God would give him a pure and selfless heart. And whatever it was, but uh, Nathanael now knows that God was there with him under the tree, and he didn't even know it. That's a lesson for us. That when we're reading, when we're praying, feels like, oh, you know what, this prayer's just hitting the ceiling, it's hitting the wall. When I'm reading, I'm not remembering anything. I'm not, you know, it's just not making any sense, whatever. Doesn't mean that God isn't with us. Be faithful, just force ourselves. Don't follow our emotions, follow the word. Because our heart, you know, I've said it before, that song, listen to your heart, you know. Don't listen to your heart. <laughs> Don't listen to our heart. Because the scripture says it's deceitfully wicked above all things, right? We can't trust our heart. We are given feelings. God gives us feelings. It's not that we're never going to have a feeling. You look through the Psalms and you look at some of the songs that came out of David's heart as, as, as the emotions he's going through. And, and that we can relate to those um, because somebody was moved by the emotion that they had. Uh, but don't be grounded. Don't, don't let our, um, our emotions be our faith. The word of God it should be building our faith. You know we do have emotions we are given them, but they shouldn't be what is leading us and guiding us. The word of God needs to lead and guide us. So, you know when when we can uh, see what's happening here. We don't we don't know what was happening, but we know that that Nathaniel was changed, and uh, he now knows that God was with him. Now we talked about Jacob also. In that encounter with God, and, and uh, there, there's a time when uh, Jacob has the encounter where he lays his head on the stone, and he has the dream at Jacob's ladder, and uh, and he sees the angels ascending and descending uh, upon the ladder. And uh, the neat thing about that is when he woke up, Jacob said in, in Genesis chapter uh, Jeff, uh, excuse me Genesis 28 verse 16, he says, "Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it." Nathaniel didn't know the Lord was with him either. So those those little I'm just tying those two together because Jacob was known as a deceiver, as somebody who, you know, might catch your heel and everything. And then you got the guy who did but neither of them knew in their situations that God was with them. God is with us. He he loves us. He's ministering to us. Uh don't follow our emotions. Don't let our, our demo- uh, emotions uh be what uh, what control us. Just just continue. Um you might remember, uh, if if you're, you've been uh, walking with the Lord uh, for any any uh, length of time, that newness when we first became Christians. I gotta proclaim the gospel to everybody. I just gotta rip. I don't care. I'm gonna rip the door down. I'm gonna. Uh, we might be doing things in our own flesh. We're doing it with with a, a, a desire to to honor God at God and uh, point others to Him. But we might be lopping off ears when we do it too, right? But then when that that newness feeling goes away. Or when I when you come back from the, the men's conference, the women's retreat or whatever, and that 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 spiritual high wears away, that's faith. That time where where I don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this, what I know God is calling me to do, following God past that, that's true faith. That's that's you know we just we just sang that song, walk by faith. You know, even when I can't see. Especially when I can't see. That's faith. Just follow in the Lord obediently. You know what? I don't feel like it, but I'm going to sit down uh, and I'm going to read. Whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, whatever it is. I, I, I've got to tell my, remember, how many times do we see in the scripture? Remember uh, David commanding his soul to praise the Lord. He His soul didn't want to. His innermost being didn't want to. He's like, command. He's praise the Lord, O my soul you know i just he's taking command of that so let's not let our emotions uh drive us you know just just trusting the lord so um we can, we can trust in the lord and he he's going to minister uh to and through us verses uh 50 to 51 we're we're going to finish this out i had a uh an idea that i was going to get through all the way through chapter 2 to this morning too so it's not, not, not going to happen. So we're going to finish out chapter one. Um, and I wanted to. I wanted to keep my foot to the floor, but I, I just keep talking. So uh, the, the the Lord is ministering to us this morning, uh, I'm sure. So verses 50 through 51. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And didn't they? Didn't those disciples get to see awesome sights? Didn't they get to hear uh, just awesome lessons being taught. They got to see uh, the people raised from the dead. They got to see Elaine, uh healed. They got to see uh, somebody who's sick, just, just their health restored to them. They got to see amazing things. And so when Jesus said that, he meant it. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Much like Jacob saw Jacob's ladder, Jesus is is proclaiming here that he is that one that that bridges the gap between God and man. That's what he's saying here. Jesus is telling them to, to be prepared for so much more. And he's stating that he is the connection between heaven and earth, that Jesus Christ is, because it says, upon the Son of Man. In Genesis, it was the ladder going up and down, right? here that ladder was speaking of Jesus Jesus is saying that he is he is that ladder so that's why i was saying maybe maybe nathaniel was even reading about that and jesus is saying hey this is total speculation this is not but he might have been saying hey i saw you under the fig tree we talked about that and uh, we're going to talk about the ladder because i am that ladder whoa i don't i don't know i can't I, i'm not going to say that so Just understand, that's not what I was, uh, I'm not standing here saying that's what he was uh, saying, but it's pretty neat to see. So um, there's a miraculous, what we know is there's some sort of a miraculous uh, discussion that happens here that changes uh, Nathaniel's life. Changed him, that he became uh, somebody that you, you can look in the other gospel accounts and understand Bartholomew, somebody that was so firm in his faith that he was willing to die for his faith and minister to Saudi Arabia, Persia, all those things, and spread the gospel, and then give his life to the uh, for the Lord. Yeah, you know, Jesus tell him, you know, he he's going to see much more, and I know he did in his own ministry. I know he did. You know, there, there's no question if he's in those places that, that God was using him. So that's our study. We, uh, we're not going to get into chapter 2. But just understand, when we can see the response of Andrew and the response of Philip going and telling Peter and going and telling Nathaniel, that, that Jesus changed their lives and he changed the lives of those who they pointed towards God. Be obedient. Just just trust in Jesus. Be obedient to the call that He that He gives us. God equips us for the ministry He wants us to do. Right? I know we've said it here. God guides. Where God guides, He provides. He gives us what we need to do. God isn't going to be like, Hey, go 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 do this, and we have no way to do it. He's going to equip us and to do it. And and then we're gonna, you know, I, I we we're up here, and and I don't mean uh, to make Justin feel weird or anything, but God, he's like, I don't I don't really see myself, you know, this is I, I see myself serving God and 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 uh, lifting my voice and 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 using instruments. He's like that, and we're like, you know, we're just discussing like that's the ministry God's called you to. He's given you that that love for music and that understanding of music. You know, he has me throw on the the bass this morning because I don't know how to play bass, and I'll play it. I just you don't want me playing it because I'm going to be constantly just plucking away and I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like he starts showing me some stuff. He's like, all right, third fret, do this. You know, third string, uh, third fret, that's this. You know, God has given him that ability to play. And it, so whatever the Lord has laid on our heart, you're a patient person that loves kids, there's a nursery right there. If you're a patient kid that loves, kid, that, that loves kids, we, we'd love to have you know, uh, some more ladies uh, serving upstairs and, and teaching or, 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 or some uh, uh, men that have been called, whatever it is. You know, we always have ladies in the nursery just for baby changing and stuff like that. But uh, uh, God bless them. God has has so equipped uh, mightily those warriors that are in there. Because they're keeping kids from smashing each other's head with stuff, and they're, they're pulling out, you know, they just uh, all these things. And you know, oh, they, nobody wants to be the one changing the diaper, right? Nobody wants to be, uh, you know, they're faithfully serving the Lord as He's blessed them. It's a tremendous ministry, whatever it is. Grabbing the trash is out of here. No way. Some people are. I'm not touching trash. Well, the person that doesn't mind it, that person's called to do it. You know, so wherever he's led us uh, to serve, just be faithful to serve him and how he how He calls us, and he's going to use us. We don't know if we're casting seed, if we're watering. God's going to bring the increase. Our, our, our calling, what we are responsible for, is faith in Christ and obediently following him and doing what he tells us to do. Amen? Amen. Would you guys stand with me and we'll pray? Father, we are so blessed to see these imperfect men changed by you, and uh, it, we're seeing the beginning of the change in our in our study here, and we know uh, for any of us that are familiar with the scriptures of how you worked in these these men's lives, Lord, thank you that not only do you call us out of the, 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 the miry clay and uh, desire to set our feet upon the rock and wash us clean, Lord, then you, you want to use us. Oh, Lord, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us, and then, then, they, then you use us. Your gospel is amazing, and, and you change our lives, and you change our hearts. Lord, help us not to be discouraged in time of failure, Lord, but just to know that you're, you're there to restore us. Help us just to, to, to confess it and move forward, forsake that, and, and, to, and to move forward. God, that you would continue to, to build and use us, Lord, that everybody around us, our family, our friends, our co-workers, whatever it is, what they see in us is you, what they hear coming out of our, our mouths, our words of love. Lord, that we wouldn't be full of deceit, uh, and we wouldn't be those of, that, are, that aren't known as, as true faithful followers of you, that we be, there wouldn't be said of us that we live two different lives. Oh, God, change our hearts. Change us and mold us into uh, your your image. That's who we want to be like, is more like you. Praise your name for your word. Thank you so much for it. We pray that we'll take it with us today and that we would let your word do its work in our hearts and that we would yield our will to yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.